Silverware, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that was in my inventory at the time. I, I forgot to, you know, load up on actual throwables. So after a while, I threw a plate, uh, a fork. <laughs> wow, and... you're like uh, you're like Bill Paxton in, uh, in Predator 2, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I, I ended up throwing my uh, police badge at it. Yep. And then it golf went, ball. a golf ball. <laughs> and then um, had my head ripped off about 30 feet away from the car. Train car. <laughs> yeah. Kind of killed off screen. Uh, a little bit. I guess it's good we did. We don't get like the that gory close up, but uh, um, you know, that was very yeah. you know a very shocking kill. I remember in in Predator Two. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hoping he'd make it through that one. I mean, he survived the uh, Terminator, but he didn't <laughs> survive the Predator or the Alien. Yeah, that's right. He does get dragged away. You know, there's a there's a, a deleted scene in Alien to uh, Alien. Where he gets an ex- he gets an escape pod and flies away. No, no, it's where they find him. Uh, Ripley finds him when she's going through to rescue Newt. Uh, finds him there, cocooned up. Uh, you know, gonna have a chest burster come out of him, and she uh, burns him to the ground. Oh, well. There goes all my f- fan fiction. Oh yeah, like that he's surviving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that he's like after like they uh, get away from our you bitch. He's like, I'm here too. <laughs> exactly. Let's I also get, get away. Get from- away. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no one asked me, but I'm gonna get away from her too. Okay. <laughs> All right, I got. I'm feeling mighty queasy in the old Ralph Stamatio, so I'm gonna go take a breather. <laughs> There's nothing wrong there. Let's go. go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans. Uh huh. You don't really wanna miss pop soccer. Stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the 90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds. Keep it so entertaining. Hey, Pop Saga. That's right, pals. We're back with another episode of the Internet's most eclectic pop culture podcast. Today we're talking Echo, the first entry into Marvel's Spotlight series. So jump on the back of Maya's awesome motorcycle and join us as we venture to Oklahoma to take on Kingpin's extra arch henchmen as we share our impressions of this brand new series. And be warned, there will be spoilers, so if you haven't seen it yet, uh, you better get your buck back to New York, which would make sense if you had actually seen the show which you haven't so anyway let's move on i'm forrest and i'm joined as always by john and john just one question before we get into it if you had generational recall powers what sort of superhero would you be oh that's a great question um probably one that's doomed to repeat the sins of my ancestors Mm. yeah yeah, yeah. I'd like I wouldn't heed any of their good advice. I'd right. be like, so wait a minute. Yeah, bought a bridge, huh? Someone was selling it for a dollar, you say. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds reasonable. I too will try to buy a bridge. Obviously at inflation prices. Thank you. And they're like, no, don't do that at all. And, uh, 
We knew he'd be the worst of us. That's probably what would happen if I had generational powers. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't get anything useful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like mine would be like a bunch of like either film not found or like <laughs> a bunch of like two hour long <laughs> clips of like waiting for someone to do something interesting. Uh, and then my powers would just mostly be about like creating a, a localized zone of depression right around me. And then people oh. would just kind of give up. Like they would be like, ah, what's the point of even fighting? And they'd lay down their arms and really, it's actually a, a pretty cool power when you think it's about it. It's a lot better than mine. Mine, I just figured I'd be kind of like Jubilee, but I couldn't shoot the light at anyone. They'd go about an inch above my fingertips. <laughs> and they would be very dull, not even like sparkler bright. Like, you know, they're lit up, but you'd be like, what is he doing over there? Does he got one of like those gloves that, you know, like people wear at concerts that light the fingertips up? Like, what's he doing over there? But it looks so dull and, and faded. That would be my powers. Would it be like those toys that were in the 70 and, uh, 70s and 80s that were wind up and they had like inside of their mouths, they had like a little, little bit of sparks that yeah. would shoot out? And yeah. then on the cover of the, the box, it would always be this like uh, just a mess of sparks. And you'd be like, whoa, this is going to be amazing. And then it, you get back and there was just like a, a couple little pops of sparks and it smelled like farts. <laughs> it's like, that's yes. what's going to be coming out of the end of your fingers. Yes, that like that, but 50% duller. <laughs> <laughs> so, like you just know something happened but you also just instinctually know you that you're not worried about it yeah okay. you know? i mean yeah. maybe the most terrifying thing they'd make is when they go off they make a sound i just imagine it would be like like a cicada or something would so be like <laughs> as the sparks are shooting and people are like oh no wait ah! uh, uh, oh oh all right, uh, just push them down. Okay. Oh, ancestors, what do I do? I've been pushed down and my back hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. Just lay there, John. <laughs> um, That'd be the one bit of advice I'd eat. Yep. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> You're still going. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, great hero. What would, do you have a name for yourself? <laughs> Dull Spark. Uh, uh, no, like, I'd want to name myself something like Firebrand. Just so that would be enough to intimidate uh, the superstitious, cowardly lot. Oh, that yeah, I would yeah. go after, right? They'd be like, Firebrand's on the... I feel uh, like... Until people really got your number, they would probably go running just because of the scary sound. Right. And like they, they would then maybe ten feet away, they would kind of slow down. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, they'd look at me and be like, "Oh, he's not running. We just know he's not running." Because I'd just be standing like near the alleyway. I imagine some sort of light hitting me, me doing like. And those the the lamplight canceling out the sparkler brightness from my fingertips, so it's even more dull. I I kind of pictured the uh, you in the same pose as uh as the sort of uh, shirtless guy in a bathrobe on the uh, the heir to the empire cover. Yes, you know, just yes, like yes, yes. I am George Sabath exactly. <laughs> exactly towards the heavens. 
Yeah. <laughs> just I'm, like a little whiff of smoke and like a very uh, weirdly, no, sm- like, no, no smoke. That's too no that's smoke? too much. It's that's too, too intimidating. Much. It's smokeless. Like like I'm I'm telling you, look look at a sparkler, pull away about ninety eight percent of the turn the brightness the way down. And turn the brightness way down. Like you know something's there, but you're just like, I don't know what it is. I don't know, like, but I'm not afraid of it. That would be the thing. Like, uh, your your lizard brain would just go, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> he beats me no harm, and he definitely doesn't look like he likes to run. In fact, <laughs> I'm just going to leave because it's weird. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's maybe there There you go. Like, your real power is making things very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. That is very much my real superpower. <laughs> and what a power it is. Yes. I mean, you uh, left the state because of it, so there you go. <laughs> That's right. That's why I left. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta get a job somewhere out there, um, away from his out. weird Joris Bothfoss guy and his his screaming fingers. Uh, yeah. I I very much wanted in the intro to do of of like. Do a take on Oklahoma, where the king's pens uh, henchmen are super arch. Um, but uh, yeah, I just didn't fit in with the rest of my spiel. I just wanted everyone to know, I like, I, I did try. The, right. When it, when Oklahoma is the setting of the show, you could you do kind of like you do kind of have to at least take a stab at it. I feel like I think you're right. Like, I mean i I wanted to do that with the. Uh, the B5 one last week. Oh, yeah. Like, so when I was like, the place is Pop Saga, yeah. right? Or the, the podcast is Pop Saga. That dawned on me T minus like two minutes before we recorded. Yeah. That was like, oh, that would have been so much better if I just would have done it as reading the intro <laughs> to Pop well, Saga I'm, is a dream made form. Exactly, right? Just doing all these <laughs> lovely platitudes and then, you know, like, you know, inside is, you know, maybe 60, 70 square feet. I'm not good at measurements. The podcast, Pop Saga. And, but it dawned on me so late that I just threw it on the end and I was just like, I was really disappointed in myself. So <laughs> yeah, sometimes, you. sometimes uh, in re- only upon reflection do these things occur to us. I-, I will tell you that I have been watching uh i realized i watched like all the way up until like episode four before i stopped watching uh babylon five so i'd seen most of it uh up until when we watched six but i did go back and watch uh i rewatched four and five uh the other day and um uh yeah it was like uh i think five uh was a really good sheridan episode um, it is funny that we that I was kind of uh, pointing out his robo- robotic delivery in episode six because episode five is a real tour de force. Uh, it's all over the place. Yeah, for Sinclair. Did I say Sheridan? I meant Sinclair. Yeah, I got you. I figured. Yeah, for uh, for Jeff Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny that like I was trying to think of another like hero character whose name is Jeff, and I was having like I, I was having a tough time thinking of one yeah, i'm i the minute you said it i've been sitting there going like hmm yeah right yeah jeffrey even i don't know i 
uh, I'm not I'm making any judgments about the name. I'm just saying it, it was interesting because when someone's like, listen, Jeff, yeah, I know you were out there in the war and you've got PTSD or whatever. Uh, also, great uh, Garibaldi moment, too. It's just like the only thing that kind of ruined that episode for me was the weird leather like combat jackets they put on that look baggy and strange. Yeah, it's, uh, their uniforms aren't really as like uh, tight fitting as like Starfleet's uniforms, so they don't look good when you add accessories. <laughs> they just look frumpier, arguably a lot more realistic. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Is this like? But is that their armor? Like, I was. Was there? I don't know. It was just very much like. Wait a minute! I remember this. I didn't like this. <laughs> It was it like I'm trying to remember. Is it like the one that I'm gonna had, like, send it to you? I'm gonna send you. Uh... And folks, uh, we're we're gonna talk about Echo. I promise. But uh, oh, yeah, Babylon yeah, Five is yeah, more yeah, important. Yeah. I we mean, just got, I just had no, no, no. I just had to to get that out there um, because we had just watched it, and uh. uh yeah, I just uh, I wanted to give uh, Sinclair his due because I think that wasn't like that episode maybe was not a fair um, way to judge uh, his performance so far. Hate non Sinclair mm, 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 for because he was because <laughs> he was really incre- it was like a really uh, it was a really cool like tour de force for for old Sinclair. Well, I can't find a good. I wonder if it's good. like the one that's like black and like silver almost, like duct tape yeah. and black. If I remember, it's black correctly. and shiny, and it has like a bunch of leather that's cut into slats, but then like twisted. Um, yeah, that might be. That might actually be their body armor. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just a it's a a, a strange choice. Um, well, it, well, it's the PPGs. You see, it's the the, the PPGs. You don't need super fancy armor. Yeah, for for, for them. Because they're meant to not shoot through holes of spaceships, because that's a good right, thing. right. Yeah, it's probably not something you want to do. Yeah, uh, but I did really like uh, episode five, infection. I really liked the nice um, that episode. I liked the bio armor and like the whole the way that they kind of reasoned with him and uh, and Sinclair being, um, you know, being reckless on purpose. Uh, it was very interesting. Nice. Happy to hear that you've uh, gone back to check out more B five. Yeah, yeah. Our uh, our watch through definitely inspired me. But um, uh, before we get into talking about this uh, great new Marvel show Echo, I think we have one more bit of business that the pals would, I mean, be quite upset if we, uh, you know, if we didn't um, uh, interrogate. Uh, and that is, of course, to ask you, John, what are you enjoying of this evening? Well, beer number three in my beers from around the world. Ah, I, beer number three. I, I blindly reached into the box and pulled out one from a very um, exotic place called Eureka, California. Oh, <laughs> the exclamation when someone has an idea, but a city, I see. Yeah. Or- Lost they found gold, right? Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it's Lost Coast Brewery's Great White Beer. Oh. Great White Beer. Not that I haven't had this one before. Have you had it before? Yeah, totally. 
it's like okay. one of those <laughs> so it's like you're it's like beers from around the world great white beers from down the street more yeah like more like it across the way yeah um it's fine tastes like a beer with natural flavors added to it so there you go what kind of natural flavors are we talking about here I think skunk ass. Isn't that what natural flavors are made out of? Yeah, because beer shouldn't have, unless it has some sort of, unless it's like a, I don't know, like a fruity beer. No, it's not fruity. It's, um. And I mean that in the flavorful way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fruit. No, no, it's a Belgian style white beer. Interesting. So So it maybe has a little bit of that, maybe has some watermelon in there to give it uh, now you keep mentioning flavors and i would tell you if there are flavors in there I see. it just tastes like beer okay um not um Why not particularly added, not particularly good beer but it's definitely not a fruity or sweet taste to it at all hmm. it just kind of tastes so no like guava. a nope 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 no bubble gum nope nope no bubblicious no guava hmm. no um no uh, pix- pixie sticks nothing it tastes like uh imitation uh god i'm blanking on the beer it's another blue moon yes 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 exactly thank you it tastes like blue moon but it doesn't have any of the citrus notes or if it is in there i don't taste them i'm pretty pretty muddy hmm okay well it sounds like a kind of a mid yeah yeah not i i mean i knew what i put in the fridge after i grabbed it obviously but at that point i was like i've come too far my back won't let me bend over again the reaching to grab another one so <laughs> lost coast brewery great white beer beer with natural flavors added won't tell you which ones because it's probably skunk ass allegedly <laughs> genuine skunk weed <laughs> Kind of, but that's what's in my bottle. What's in your vaso? Ah, yes. Uh, very good. I understood that. Did I? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, soon to be gracing my Star Trek commemorative Quark's Bar glass that was chilled at one point, but uh, it's been sitting here for a while and now is just a glass is a can of drive through red red hopped ale that's right it's uh, on the front of it is a uh, it's it's a artist's rendition of that big redwood tree you can drive a vw bus through uh and this one is made by i believe it is a trader joe's private label um it is a product of the usa uh, so we know that for sure. It is brewed and canned by, uh, the, uh, Josef Brau okay. Brewing Company, San Jose, California. Uh, so probably like one of the, what is that chain that is local to the Bay Area? It's just... Oh, Gordon Beersh. It's probably like a Gordon Beersh. It's probably like a Gordon Beersh private label. Either way, um, it is a Trader Joe's red ale. It is very good, very bready. I've had it many times. Let's hear for the all the folks at home. Let's hear that can get cracked. 
Oh, oh and it's not going up. Oh, did, did get on my keyboard. I gotta <laughs> figure out what's going on with that. Just Here don't open it as aggressive. That's yeah, be my. But I want to get the sound effect. I get it, but you can just you can just lie. This is all theater of the mind. Uh, that's true. I could just get a perfect sound effect and then not get sticky, sticky beer all over my keyboard all the time. Uh, anyway, but looks beautiful. Very cr crystal clear. No particulates in this one. A beautiful amber hue. A, uh, a nice creamy head that does not dissipate quickly and then leaves beautiful lacing around the edge of the glass. Let's take a sip. Yes, oh, delicious. It's uh, caramelly and bready and all the things you want from a red ale. Red ale, my favorite type of beer. Sounds, sounds tasty. Uh, I went and while you were waxing poetic about your booze, I went ahead and got me a, a, a can of something else to drink. <laughs> Whoa, John, how many of these are you gonna open? Oh my God, I can see you on the webcam. It looks like you've got you looks like you've got five cans over there. Whoa, 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 you're opening them so fast. You're gonna down them all? You are, oh, you're yeah. a mad lad over there. When it comes to drinking, that's what I've been thinking. You know what I'm stinking. I don't know. Yeah, fair. Fair enough. <laughs> well, we've got our brews and you've got the news out there and podcast listening land and i think it's time for us to j dive on in uh to echo that's right we have watched all five episodes of marvel's brand new show the first as i mentioned in the intro of the spotlight series uh and the purpose of the spotlight label is to show more grounded character driven stories that that could be watched without prior knowledge of the MCU, I guess. Although I would argue that this show probably loses a lot if you haven't seen the uh, the preceding um, series to sort of set up some of the emotional relationships with the characters that are just briefly touched upon in this series, but expounded upon in, uh, in Hawkeye. Um, and uh, I think to a certain extent, you're going to want to see all Daredevil as well. I mean, it would help. Like, I mean, I think, yeah, it would help. It'd help just to give you some context. But, you Hawkeye know, especially, I feel like, has... This is like a sequel series almost, I think, in 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 terms of tone and, and um, content. It definitely. I think there is something to be said for uh, how they kind of uh, formatted the first episode to cover some of the events that happened in Hawkeye. So maybe... Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have to go back and rewatch it, but go ahead. They're fun. They're fun. It's a fun little show. It's nothing. I won't say Hawkeye is super groundbreaking, but I I enjoyed it. It's fun. Absolutely. Uh, really, a performance character driven show, uh, much like this one. Um, and uh, before we dive right in, just want to set everyone's expectations. We've seen all five episodes, as I mentioned at the top, so we will not be going through them moment by moment. But rather, this is a uh, this these are our our first blush impressions after we've taken in the entire series. Um, 
And uh, so that's what you'll be getting today. I hope you like it. Yeah. And uh, you said it earlier, but spoilers, just in case you might yep. go into something and you just do there. Spoiler witch, no worries. I don't think I need to invoke the whole thing, hopefully. Uh, you'll you'll trust it. But Absolutely. You know what? You know, just, just in case, I will just go ahead and do it off the dome. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> it's been a while since we did this, but uh, me, 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 me. Now let me open the book here. <laughs> I don't know why it's stuck together like that. That's very, it's very strange. Let's not interrogate that right now. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> spoilers, spoilers, double boilers, cauldrons burn, and... <laughs> Damn it! Uh oh, uh oh. The spoiler witch just uh, locked eyes with me, and with a wry smile on their face, just did one of those little finger wags. Uh oh, I've screwed it up. That was my one chance, and I couldn't do it. All right, I got us. John, we are not uh, spoilers, safe. Spoilers. Okay, I got us covered. Spoilers. I'm playing it. Cauldrons just... burn and secrets bubble. See, there you go. Of course, in, okay. in the I, right I lost confidence in myself, but I was actually on us by our ancestors. <laughs> the spoiler, you were fine. Has You're been fine. invoked, and we and will, we will be, safe. be safe. Uh, today. Tonight. Okay. Did uh the spoiler witch uh? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, finger wagon. Yeah, they just uh, they just did like a little like uh, snapped their fingers like oh darn it, and then put their hand on their hip and just like oh next time. <laughs> <laughs> this is all done through pantomime, of course. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, okay. So I guess we are safe uh, tonight. Perfect. But uh, yeah, I, I would recommend, and I, I want to just uh, real. Let's just slow it down here a second and a real one to one talk with the pals out there hi yep. how you doing you're yep. in your car you're getting ready for something you're working out maybe maybe you're getting ready to work out maybe you're in your car on the way to work <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah. uh but i recommend that you just take a watch of the show if you have access to disney plus uh it's five episodes they are generally under an hour uh you can you can get it done in a weekend. Just watch the show before you listen to this, if you're interested at all. Okay? All right. Good talk. Good talk. Yep, watch out. Yeah, eyes on the road. All right. For some strange reason, I felt like you bent down to give that talk. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I said, hey, sport. Yep. Come over yep. here. Yep. I can see yeah. it. Forearms on your... Th- your your thighs just going okay, slugger. Yep. Yeah. All right. Maybe. We gotta have a little talk. We gotta yeah. talk about you. Just go out there and give Echo a shot. Um, because it's a real interesting show. John, what were, what were your expectations coming into it? I mean, besides the fact that like they kind of left you with a couple of dangling threads from the end of uh the end of the Hawkeye series. Uh, Kingpin had been shot in the face. Yeah, like you do. Hmm. And uh, yeah, we didn't know if we would see our old old King Penny Pen Pen again, our pen pal. <laughs> King Pen. That's right. Yeah, middle name unknown. First name King, last name Pen. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's how he goes. Um, King I had... Wilson Fisk the Penick the Third. What? Yeah, 
probably better just to call yourself Kingpin then. Um, yeah. To answer your question, I really didn't have much expectations other than I was just kind of looking forward to a more, as you put it, grounded Marvel show. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I wasn't really expecting large uh, table stakes here at all. Um, I was oh, just table stakes, you say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at best, we're probably getting table chops, right? So mm. I wasn't, so I wasn't expecting too much from it, other than, uh, you know, just something else to watch. Uh, Echo is not really a character that, honestly, I'm too familiar with because every time I've read a comic, she's usually just featured as a side character and stuff. So I, I, I'm not a hundred hundred percent familiar with the character. Um, I really enjoyed what Aliqua Cox's performance um, as the character, but that, that I, I I know more about Echo from the show than I do from like the comics and stuff. So I didn't really have much of an expectation. Um, Tiny and I watched the first episode, and I thought we'd just kind of wait until like the next week to watch it, but we just hit a point where we're like, yeah, you just want to watch Echo? Sure. And we just kind of sat and powered through it and. Uh, I watched it. I had a very similar experience in which I watched the first episode. I ah, just give this a try. Again, this might be partly because of the fact that I, <clears throat> I just uh, like much like yourself, I'm not very familiar with the comic book characters, so I didn't have any preconceived notions from that side of the fence going into it. Uh, but also, it didn't receive. At least to my eyes, it didn't receive the kind of marketing blitz that a show like this usually has. And so I wasn't seeing a lot about it beforehand. Maybe I saw like the final trailer and it looked pretty cool. Uh, I knew that I liked this character a lot from the uh, sort of the back half of Hawkeye. Um, so I was I was here to, to see their continuing adventures because I was like, oh, cool. A character I like is going back. Let's see what they're up to. And of course, the end of Hawkeye left a lot of questions and I was eager to be uh, to get answered so I was looking forward to it from that standpoint um but yeah the I think that the character interactions and the the overall story the fact that they they had uh Ronin and uh Daredevil cameo in the very first episode really helped I think to just kind of get me sort of reacquainted with the world and excited to see what happens next. And I think that that fight in the warehouse in that first episode was like the fight choreography and the way that it was uh, photographed, the way it was like filmed was really encouraging. So I was like, whoa, hey, wait a second. I'm getting that old Daredevil show vibe from this. And uh, that really sucked me in. So yeah, I ended up just watching it all of it this weekend. Yeah, I definitely say the, I, I don't know, the first one to me felt like a clip show, uh, not in a bad way, but like, you know, I said earlier, it was just more to establish, you know, character, if you did, if you weren't one to watch um, Hawkeye, but there was, you know, definitely some scenes that were pulled in from Hawkeye into this just to kind of catch you up and stuff. Um, but yeah. I, I thought intertwined pretty well but yeah when of course when you know you get old hornhead shows up you're just like oh okay all right all right I, I feel like maybe we're in good hands here and it's always nice to see charlie cox's uh daredevil such a uh 
you know, it's just such a great performance as Matt Burnock to get even just a little bit of it. And yeah, it was, it was shot well, it was uh, filmed well. And uh, she does this really cool, during their fight, she does this really cool mode where she actually holds her right foot for a second and then clocks him in the face. It's, it's, she's kind of like kicking upwards and does it. And I don't know what it was without really. Uh, oh, I remember that know. too. Yeah, yeah that, that really stuck with me as well. It was like, it was this weird like, okay, I'm going to trick you by almost kicking you. And then, like, pausing just for a second and then continuing on with the kick in a way that was, like, uh, it, it felt like a really cool move. I have no idea if it would work in real life, but I love the way it worked in this moment. I feel like it definitely would work on me. Uh, but I think most of the moves that you use in the show would probably work on me. Like, oh, no, I kick it from everywhere. I can't handle it at all. Yeah. It was really, uh, I really love how the fight choreographers in this show took into account the fact that um, the actor who plays Maya Lopez is uh, is an amputee and has a prosthetic. And so they took that into account in the fight choreography. So she'll use the prosthetic as a weapon, as you would, uh, and also, like, can use it to block stuff. And if she gets like uh, kicked in the shin in that on that side, it doesn't hurt because it is far carbon fiber and steel and wood. Uh, I read a little bit about how they, they, they took, you know, special care to actually pay attention to that and integrate it into the scene. And I thought that was a really cool uh, detail. You could definitely tell, I think during the, um, the choreography, you could see them, the character using it in interesting and advantageous ways. And I thought it was like really fun detail to see. Yeah. I just, it was just, yeah, exactly. It was just, it, it gave the character, you know, uh, character, you know, in a, in a way, like in terms of really just using it, not shying away from it at all, just really highlighting it there. And we even see a few upgrades that kind of go along with uh, uh, helping fi fixing up that prosthetic. Yeah, it becomes more of like a, a part of her overall uh, like look uh, towards the end of the show in a, a really fun and interesting way. Um, I uh, I was shocked to learn uh, that. Uh, Alaqua Cox has never acted in anything before this. Uh, the only thing that she has acted in is high school plays before she was cast in Hawkeye. And uh, that is is phenomenal because she is so good <laughs> in this role. And she's, you know, she's she's acting alongside people who have been acting, you know, their entire careers. And it isn't a situation where you're like, oh, here is, like, a very imbalance. Like, here is Vincent D'Onofrio, who has yeah. been a just a powerhouse uh, character actor for his entire career. And this is... And here's Alakwa Cox in the same scene, sharing the same scene, totally holding her own, totally delivering, uh, you know, an emotionally nuanced performance, all while being, you know, actually deaf herself. Uh, and utilizing sign language, which was another great part of the show. Yeah. I love how central sign language was to the entire show, and uh, and and it was just like the way that they would take 
sound out of a scene to really yep. put ourselves yep. in the shoes of Echo was so cool. Those were some of my favorite parts of the uh, the series. And uh, I don't know. I just I felt like I got to know this character really well. I got to know their family, and I was really just like drawn in to that to the drama of uh, of you know the, all the feelings of abandonment and uh, just the complex emotions they decided to go can you imagine this is your first acting gig well their second i guess after hawkeye and this is like the heavy lifting they give you with this intense familial drama and these complex complicated emotions they ask her to process and act all around uh, all, throughout these scenes was just like I was floored when I found out that this is not a like a person who has any acting ex- experience before this. Yeah, Lord, no, I couldn't imagine doing a, a fraction of this. I'd have been shaken like a leaf at any one of these moments. And it, it, it's just done with such uh, elegance and grace and just, a, yeah, definitely familiarity. It's because I couldn't picture being in front of Vincent D'Onofrio, anything. You know, like he is, I mean, shit, since Full Metal Jacket. That was my first interaction with him, and that was what, 80, 87 for me? That's when I saw that movie. That He blew my mind and everything. No pun intended, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert if you watch Full Metal Jacket because <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. But he's so wonderful, and yeah, she definitely uh, goes hand in hand with it. And it's like, talk about, uh, talk about like, honestly, the efforts. Yeah, I guess it's weird to give kudos. I'm going to to marvel for the amount of work that kind of went into this um, to make sure that everyone or as many people as possible felt represented um, within the show. It was, it, it, it was great to see. And they just found like this perfect, you know, casting in a Lockwood Cox for, you know, Echo. It's like it's perfect. It matches the character from the, the comic book, you know, pretty well. Like, it, 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 it's an insane one-to-one to find, but they did it. Yeah, I liked how they, I liked how the MCU reinterprets her powers, because in the comics, she has basically, like, she's like taskmaster. natural Taskmaster. Yeah, they're just yeah. like, it's just like another Taskmaster. In this one, they made it uh, the power of, like, generational recall. It's like uh, whenever you're in trouble, you can call on the experience of the people who came before you, and then they can their experiences can literally inhabit like you in that moment. Um, and they they display this in like the you know like the final episode. I think it's the final episode uh, when Maya's sister and grandmother, who are all part of this lineage, are able to access the same uh, generational recall. Which I thought was pretty, pretty damn cool. I guess, like, it goes... I, I like how they didn't really define the power, because if... I hope we do see Maya again, but if we do, they could really take it in a lot of different directions. Because uh, <clears throat> when Chula gets the uh, gets the generation... like the, the She basically inherits the fighting knowledge from Maya. She also, like, goes up a couple notches in sort of the strength uh um scale as well so i wonder if that's like they'll be able to play with that and really make it even like amp it up and make her even more uh like supernaturally powered 
going I, forward. I worry about that a little bit, to be honest, just because it could lead to what I like to call silver surfer syndrome. Right. Where, you know, whenever you just need him to come up with something, he can all of a sudden do it. He's got the powers of Deus Ex Machina, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, I can totally. Yeah, you want me to go terraform a planet? Honestly, that kind of seems within his wheelhouse, but like. There's yeah, a, he like, was the Herald of Galactus. He's got also, I mean, you got a, he's got yeah. some power cosmics in there. He's, he's, he's doing good. I know, but it's also like, oh, he can just kind of do whatever he wants. And you just go, eh. It, let's let's put some boundaries on there at least help me kind of understand it and i i kind of hope the same the thing it, it honestly it took me some time to think about exactly what uh, maya's powers were in this show because mm -hmm. originally i was just like wait did she possess them or did she share the powers right that was like my 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 big thing or did like she have her the ancestors go possess the two of them so that they right. could like it was hard for me to kind of grok it because it's not i mean i guess to be fair it would be kind of hard to also just say yeah photographic reflexes because i mean look at what they did to taskmaster and black widow they they, <laughs> they just you know downloaded moves to taskmaster's brain versus just trying to explain that yeah uh, he sees something he can do something and that's very much what her powers are. I, I, I mean, I'm for it. I'm, I'm for the change. I just hope they kind of add some um, some uh, handrails to help help better understand exactly what's going on. Because again, I just don't want it. She's like, oh, she just opened a black hole. Cool. Uh, I didn't realize it was one of her ancestors could open up a, a, a tear in space time and she could just do that no problem. You know, I, I don't want yeah. it to get to that like. I don't want him to potentially get that level of silly because I like the the groundedness of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I get that. That makes sense to me. I think there were, like, I don't know. I think that there is exciting possibilities with having this nebulous of a power set out there. I think, like, because we saw it, like, there are, like, clearly supernatural aspects with, like, the internal glowing spiral on the skin and the ability to heal people, right. but it also, like, you can, like, part of that is trapping them in a dream state where they have to, like, relive past stuff. Like, it is a broad power set. And then on top of that is, like, if people in your, who were your, like, legacy, who are from your lineage, had a special skill, you can, like, inhabit that when you need it. They, like... They, I don't know, they, I felt like what they needed in the show, my only criticism of the show truly is that it felt pretty rushed in the second half, and I, as I understand it, there was originally an, an eight episode order that was reduced to five, which might explain some of the sort of rushed pacing uh, as we get through it. But I, I really liked the episode where they did that kind of that silent movie treatment to one of her relatives um, showing like, oh, they were like an excellent marksman. And they could also like they were with anything. They were kind of like a kind of like a bullseye type um, to, to do it in the Marvel parlance. Also. I just loved learning about the, I don't know if that's real. I hope it is, but like the light horseman is like the coolest name. That is a pretty cool name. I have to admit. Yeah. I was like light horseman. I hope that's real. Cause that sounds dope. 
That is a really inspiring name. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be fair, like the, the the ancestral pool works when I guess you try to map it to some of the things you've seen her do in the in the comics, right? Like having a what was it a Tuklo? I think was the sharpshooter. Yeah. Um, having the ability to shoot like she does mimics bullseye. Because right. that was one of the things that she could do in the comics. See bullseye. That's how she learned how to throw as accurate as bullseye. Because she just watched, you know, like videotapes of him doing it. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I, I I like the um, the almost like silent film uh, type of intro to the ancestor. I thought that was a cool uh, a cool take on it. Uh, I just wanted more of those. I wanted like two more of them. Because like I, we got the other one, I think was like the, the the game they showed that uh, that woman competing in that that uh, like game where one of the peoples would be banished. I wanted a whole another episode in that in that set in that time period because they showed like that what looked like a I don't know like a some sort of conquistador or something who looked all evil. They had all these characters that kept flashing around to her i was like "Ooh, i want to know more about this i want to learn more about what this uh olden time lacrosse was yeah just like just like i love how like when the ball goes on the ground everyone takes those little sticks the nets in them they're just like pop, 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 pop. get the fuck out of this mine it's my ball it's my ball <laughs> i mean that's, this shit was serious yeah no I, re- I enjoyed that i think that was the lowak segment was the mm-hmm. uh, the person mimicking there oh yeah no i I, I definitely could have done I think you could have done this with one more episode. Yeah. I don't know least. if you need a full eight, but I definitely think you could have done it with six. Um, I think you could have I think there's plenty of, of story to squeeze out here. The thing is like there are relationships here we just need more breathing room with. I wanna know her and Bonnie, adult Bonnie's relationship. I wanna know like I wanna like live in that a little bit longer. Uh I want like I want Chula's like coming around and realizing that she needs to be there for her granddaughter. I need that. I want like to marinate in that a little bit more instead of it having it kind of turn on a dime in the way that it had to because of what, just what they were working with. Um, That's true. It feels like there was a, um, there was never a concrete episode about like the the uh, the the dy- not the dynamic shift the character shift with Echo, like it just yeah. kind of happened. And I th- I feel like there's like for me I really would have loved an episode just even even more so to explore her growing up with Kingpin and understanding like. Trying to yeah. maybe get a better understanding of why, you know, he was just like, no, this is, this is like my kid, you know, and I'm going to arrange for it. This is my kid now. Right. And like what, what he saw and like, there's even that moment where he's like, you, you know, your, 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 your studying is done. You know, everything, you know, like you can go from theoretical to practical mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, cool. I'd really like to see like how that came about and maybe how that could have intertwined with some of the other, um, you know, like the Netflix shows or something else, maybe even just kind of sow those seeds of what she was doing behind the scenes 
before those uh, shows showed up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's just some some there are some moments that we need I felt like we just needed to marinate in a little longer. Would have loved to just spend a little more time um in those areas. I think I don't think the show is necessarily lacking without it. I think it was a very it felt like a good story and well told and generally well paced, but I think yeah, I could have done with a little more. We get, yeah, I mean, that was the thing. I think you're right. I think we also just had some really great, like, supporting characters that, to your point, you want to kind of learn more about as well. Like, I love Scully. I love Chula. I love their relationship. Yeah. That you Scully know? character is fantastic. But Graham Greene is just like, yeah, I mean, what, uh, you... what a treat to, yeah, what... to see almost any time. Exactly. But, and then, uh, what, uh, uh, Biscuits? Biscuits was, yeah, a fun sort of comedic relief. Uh, I was actually really impressed by uh, Henry Black Crow Lopez, uh, played by uh, Chasky Spencer. Oh, yeah, he's um, great. I was really impressed with his American Sign Language, like his, uh, his sign language skills. I don't know if that's something that he has in his background, but, like, his movements were so crisp and clear and, like, I, I, you know, I don't know uh, sign language, so I don't know if he was good at it, but there was so much emotion in the way that he signed. I was really impressed by, uh, by his whole, his whole deal. I, I really liked what he was on screen. Well, I mean, I actually really appreciated how each one of the actors kind of had their own take on how they were doing ASL. Right, like, yeah, because some of them would talk, and you know, was accentuating it because you could you could literally see him like trying to think of the you know the the movements to make to make sure he's being clear and concise like he was, but then like when you met with um, Chula, she's very quiet, you know, she's almost like this, like almost like whispering some of her lines and some of it just what came out and it was just really lovely to kind of see the different um interpretations of that and how like uh like to see the actor try to figure out and uh, you know how to make this work for them because it's it's being expressive in multiple ways it's not just saying something but you're also having to you know accurately say what you're saying as well with asl and everything else i really did appreciate that um in this show I just appreciated it in general. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also thought that the the woman who played her mother, Taolo uh, Loa, uh, by the name of Katrina Gervogel, Gervogel, um, uh, was really impressive with uh, with their acting and the way that they use sign language. Then I found out they are also deaf. Oh, really? Yeah, or at least, you know, that is the what I read online. Take it with a grain of salt, of course. But, uh, um, and I guess her her character, her mother's character was supposed to be deaf as well. Although they don't really, I don't feel like they really address that in the show uh, at all. Which, um, I mean, honestly, probably better that they don't. It just, yeah, it, it is what they shouldn't be it... putting a bail sign on it or anything like that. But, yeah, it's... Uh, interesting little bit of trivia i think 
Yeah, that's a that. I mean, it. I mean, it was so smooth, and it just was. Uh, you know, we I've talked about it before, but like again, that level of um, representation and seeing that like actualized on so many different fronts, you know, in the show is really uh, heartwarming. You know, it, was, yeah. it was great to see. And I think that's what made me like a lot of these characters who normally I'd be like, who, whatever, you know, <laughs> like, I, like, I'm just, I'm just in it for the main character. Everyone else is whatever, you know, I'll never probably even, we'll probably never even see these characters again, uh, type of thing. And definitely not in daredevil. Right. So you're just like, well, with exception, maybe Kingpin, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, I was like, oh man, biscuits. Great. Like I, I want a show with just biscuits and Echo <laughs> driving around solving right. crimes, a la Poker Face. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> she does all the work, and he's just like you know, like he's the bumbling Columbo. I, I'm for it. I'm for it. But uh, it was it, it was it was great to see. It was just great to see. I know I sound like a broken record, but it really was. Yeah, I thought, and and maybe. Uh, well, I I was pretty disheartened after seeing Secret Invasion. It was so it didn't pretty. <laughs> it was did not resonate with me in the way that I was hoping. Uh, but this really felt like a return to form, and it even more so. It felt like a spiritual successor to the Marvel Netflix shows, and not all of them, but Daredevil in particular. It felt like it was carrying on the same sort of spirit and vibe that Daredevil laid down all those uh, those years ago, and that I think Hawkeye sort of took up the mantle and carried that that vibe forward. And then um, it definitely was present in Echo as well. And I was really grateful for that. That really felt like it felt very co- consistent and cohesive and cozy. It felt like kind of going home in a way. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that I was really satisfied with and excited about. I, and uh, yeah, I uh, I even liked the the creative way that they kind of ended the fight with Kingpin, and how that led to the very interesting after credit scene, which is just has so many implications for the uh, the greater MCU. I mean, definitely for the Defenders crew, right? Like. Um... <laughs> In, in in theory, yeah, I think I think we're gonna get uh, um, mayor mayor, mayor Fisk, King, yeah, yeah. Mayor Fisk. yeah, I think we're gonna get uh, that's probably what Born Again is gonna be about. Yeah, um, I imagine that will lead right into Born Again, and then maybe have some sort of impact on Spider Man Four. I would love it because ho- holy shit, like you know, everyone obviously Kingpin and Daredevil are locked mortal enemies, but. I also always think about Spider-Man when I think about Kingpin. Like he, you know, he's the villain for New York. Yeah. And like, yeah, I would love to see some of that implication impacted. Even him running like, you know, anti-vigilante legislation like that could potentially have so much more impact down the line with some of the movies if they, if they wanted to. At the same time, they could keep it local, but, you know, involve the Defenders. And it sounds like, you know, Marvel, like, is acknowledging those shows um, a lot more, especially with the, uh, 
you know, there was, I don't know, I want to say there was like, uh, will they or won't they connect this completely to the past Daredevil shows outside of like Charlie Cox and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, right? Like, what else are they bringing in from those Netflix shows? But, you know, they brought in his origin of him killing, uh, Kingpin killing his dad. They added Echo to the Defenders lineup on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that they've acknowledged it and... Uh, hopefully that's really what goes into play um, for uh, Born Again and, you know, whatever else might come from it. Yeah. And, man, I would love to see Echo. Man, I would love to see Echo in Thunderbolts. I don't think that's going to happen, but I would love to see Probably Echo not. used because uh, they've already announced that lineup, and it's like, oops, all super soldiers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but I would I mean, love to, I'd love to see her used in a lot of uh, upcoming Marvel stuff. She's a great character with a fun power set. Uh, let's make it happen. Yeah, exactly. It, it's an enjoyable show. It's an enjoyable character. And you know, my hope is that uh, this is another character that doesn't get put to the, uh, to the side. Um, Absolutely. You know, and know. John, are you, I don't know about you, but uh, I have read that they did extensive consultation uh, about the this uh, Choctaw powwow, and I don't know about you, but I am so jazzed. I want to go to one so bad now. I mean, it looked like a lot of fun. It looked like I mean, it looked like a lot of fun, and it looked very uh, educational. And sure. I, I think that's an important distinction. Is going to events like that look like you can have a lot of fun, but also a reverence for um, the culture. And yeah, definitely, that'd probably be the only way I'd go to Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, well, Oklahoma here, represented by uh, the the great state of Georgia, uh, and you could tell there you could you, the, there was a little bit of lushness there. That you know, Oklahoma is a beautiful state, obviously, but. Uh, you can always tell when something's shot it's, in uh in the south. Uh, totes, totes. Oklahoma reminds me, obviously, of the 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 musical Oklahoma. Sure, of um, course. But it re- really reminds me of the story my acting teacher told about Oklahoma when he performed in the uh, in the musical many moons ago, and he was he said it was a big performance, and they were doing the big. Oklahoma, you know, like the big opening, like number or whatever. And they had like these step stands and people were walking all over it. And he was on the very edge corner. And so he tried to hop up onto the the step or whatever, and he slipped. So as they're going, Oklahoma, he just bombed ass behind the, <laughs> and fell off, the, almost fell off like the, the behind the stage, like oh, towards no. the back and hurt himself. And I was just like, uh, that's the only performance of Oklahoma that I'd ever need to see is that one. Just to watch him just kind of just eat shit in the corner. <laughs> uh, yes, just like Kelsey Grammer did in that <laughs> Disney, isn't that Disney st- stage or, you know, when he was introducing the whatever the hell he was doing. What he All was the... like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, 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 he falls, he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Like, you know, like the whole crotch went of his pants, like went all up his ass. Like it was it like he he got yanked on the taint really hard. 
Uh, well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> uh, Taint Yank. Yeah. Yep. Kelsey Grammer, come on the show. Let's talk about it. I'm sure it's one of the parts of your life you love revisiting. Oh, you time. fell off a stage and hurt yourself real, real bad. <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fraser, Fraser remake playing now on Tubi? So, I don't know. <laughs> Where's it on? Oh, I had a response, but I'm not going to say it. Mm, okay, yeah. But it was, really, it was really good, but uh, we stay away from that stuff, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. But it was really good. Premiering now on CISO. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm for it if it's on Tubi. Them Tubi movies be looking wild. Yeah, Tubi is uh, something else. Yeah, we'll we'll have a we'll have a whole show on Tubi. Okay. Um, but John, would you? Uh, we're we're gonna be introducing a just just I just thought of this just now. We're gonna be Great. introducing a brand new <laughs> uh, pop saga recommends rating for whenever we do one of these uh, these series recaps. Uh, there's three levels of ratings oh. we can give it. Oh, it can okay. be highly recommended, recommended. But only if you're really into the subject matter, and then of course not recommended on the other end. So, uh, what do you give this one? Uh, recommended. Yeah, same. Highly recommended. Give it a shot. I think it's really interesting, and I think the fact that it sign language is so centralized to the presentation of the show, you get you get to experience the show in a different way than is typically the normal, and I think that that unique viewing experience alone is uh it was worth checking out oh definitely it, it, i i appreciate shows that embrace that stuff and i shouldn't say stuff like that but i i really appreciate when shows do that and kind of highlight these other things Show the us other a form. different point of view exactly, exactly. Yeah. there you go you're thinking of the words that are escaping me yeah Let's, it's super interesting to see the world from someone who has a different life experience from you, uh, from their perspective. And I think that, uh, at least f- as far as I can tell, Echo does a pretty good job. Any final thoughts, John, before we wrap it up here on Pop Saga? Yeah, it's good. Just if you got nothing else to watch, watch it. Duh. Yeah. Well, not yeah. duh. I mean, I don't want to be that aggressive, but, you know, just, <laughs> just you know, like. Duh. Duh. Get out there. Come, Come on, on, man. Come it's on. just a couple hours of your life. Duh. What else you're watching? The trust? Get out of here. Anyway. Yeah. Come on. 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 That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As I said, recommend for me to uh, check it out if you want. Um, but, uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, so that's going to do it for us, uh, this week. We sure hope you enjoyed, uh, listening to this episode about Echo. We sure as heck enjoyed making it for you, but without further ado, let's roll into the outro. First up, we got to thank Burton M6 for all the incredible music on our show. We don't have to, but we want to, and we do. Uh, in addition, uh, to that, you can find the link to his fiber page in our show notes check it out you can also find a link to all of our socials one less now uh but you'll just have to click on that link in our show notes to find out which one i'm talking about but uh if you want to get in on the discussion if you want to 
Um, tell us what you thought about our Echo review. Pop on over the di- the Discord, sign up, and uh, you could be one of the pals uh, talking about all the pop culture things that you're into. But with that said, we'd like to say that wherever you are, however you choose to listen to this show, we hope that you're feeling happy and healthy. And if you're not, that's okay too. But without further ado, I will hand it over to John for the final word. Remember, folks, is that a cycle in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? Hey, thank you for tuning in to all my super fans. Hope you coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Daily City. <laughs> You want the hype, I gotcha. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go!